much preaching. You are now locked into the Preacher Says Podcast. We're here to free the real of the transitional struggles Christian women face. We will be better and do better. Welcome to Preachers Says Podcast. Thank you to all of our listeners that are that have been supporting our return. We really appreciate the love. We hope everyone had a good week. We hope everyone is doing well. How has your week been, girls? It's just been same old, same old. Penny, I feel no, like I'm uh, more than that. Same old. No, legit. No, legit. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, go to school. Teach the children. <laughs> Thursday, Friday, do admin stuff from home. Oh, something spontaneous happened. On Sunday, I went to a family barbecue. Very spontaneous. Oh, nice. At 5.45, my mom called me saying, yeah, 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 we're just doing X, Y, and Z. I said, oh, okay. She said, yeah, come, come. Kevin and I were like, oh, it's 6 o'clock. Should we, should we? Yeah, we went, we went there at like 7.30. Went, went all the way to Northwest London. But we had fun. It was nice to be around our family and being together. That I week. really miss going out. Like, I, I'm not even going out. I miss the idea of dressing up like yes. I, was, I was saying i was saying to i was saying to my friend that i miss because work they've given us like a conditional date for when we were going back mm. and i'm really looking forward to it because i'm like i just miss up i miss sorry i miss waking up getting ready Aww. going to work i miss all my heels underneath my desk <laughs> like, i actually haven't worn them for for time mm-hmm. yeah so, so cute yeah no I kind of I'm jealous a little bit people that get to go out and then they come back home and yeah I'm looking forward to it I said to myself um from now on moving forward I'm gonna do a Roslyn overdressed everywhere I go I'm overdressed overdressed don't care you gotta do what you gotta do 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 because nope it's a celebration every time we link up Oh, is that Drake? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I, I hear what you guys are saying, but it's just the public transport situation that I'm not really looking forward to. Honestly, yeah, I, I haven't been on a bus or a train since March 22nd. Yeah. Your school's currently near, you know? Yeah, it's a 10 minute walk. Oh, oh, all that money you're saving on transport, Matt. Oh man, I'm never, I'm never finding a, I'm not catching no bus to to school ever again in my life, ever. No, 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 it's not happening. It's not happening. Do you know how many schools are around you all the time? It's like, why do you? Why must I go on a bus journey far away? It's cool. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, how about you, Abs? You didn't tell us how your week has been. And Rosen, you didn't tell us either, did you? Oh, you. Oh. One of you didn't say. Um. Yeah, my week has been was been good. Um, yeah, trying to trying to follow a, a schedule, um, be a bit more productive this week has been interesting. But um, surprised myself, and then also, yeah, realized that there's much more work that needs to be done. But um, yeah, it's been a good it's been a good week though. Yeah, Rosie, my week has been. Um, oh, I don't know. I just can't wait for my my annual leave. That's all. <laughs> That's all I can say. And then, then next question. <laughs> yeah. We're going to finally get through the dilemmas that we've received. Yes. Fine. Finally. Do you know what we were saying? That season one, we were asking you guys, please, please, please. 
Please, we even made a like a catchphrase and everything. I know, sir. I need your help. They did not mind us. <laughs> they didn't want our help. And then when we have an ox for them, we're receiving them. So we're like, wow, okay, we see what you're doing, God. <laughs> so we're gonna do dilemmas today. Pew pew. It's <laughs> a twenty-two. Are they juicy ones as well? Yeah, kind of calm. Um. Okay, so I'm going to start with oh, but yeah, thanks guys for the dilemmas and a lot. Um, some people said they're happy for us to talk about it, so we're going to do that, and then we're going to deal with a few more that we haven't actually um, looked at. So the first one is, hey, Princess ladies, well done on the pod, and we're so glad to have you guys back. Looking forward to all the juicy stuff that you have in store. Question. Would you take someone who's in a significant debt? My friends and I have been discussing this for quite some time. I'm open to the idea of it. What do you think? What is significant debt as well? Um, that's, that's what I would want to know. What is? What do you classify as significant debt? Did they? They didn't specify. They didn't give a. a... Mm. Do you know what I? I, I think what we need to understand when it comes to debt is that people have, I saw this quote somewhere that people have bullish and bear, bearish years. Like no, nobody's, nobody's this in, in a sense, when you're looking at trading, like they're going to have some good years, they are going to have some bad years. And um, so, so people, and it, within those years, people make mistakes, people make decisions that they regret um, or they make decisions and they have a high, you know, return from them. So I don't know, like, if if classifying whether you're going to be with somebody based on their their level of debt is is the only thing that you should be looking at. I think what you should look at is based on the debt that they have, what lessons have they learnt that will tell you the type of person they will be in the future. But I just don't know how much debt we're talking about. Okay, so let's say, um, let's say someone that, so I know, I know somebody that um, they took out a loan, sorry, not a loan, they took out a mortgage, yeah, a bit early in their career, they, you know, they were doing well at the time they did, they lost their job, and then now they were not able to pay off the mortgage, and you know, after a while, um, you get a CCJ, if you're not able to pay off your debt, so, so now the person, the person's, so they don't, because they've, um, in order to kind of move on, they had to declare bankruptcy um, so that you kind of get like a fresh start, but then you, so the debt will be written off, but you essentially have like poor credit and you can't, you can't really get anything out really. Um, so should you want to borrow anything, either, um, even like a job, uh, a job um, check or um, due diligence check, you will have to get a guarantor to guarantee your credibility so would you date someone in that kind of position okay that gives it a bit more context yeah this is a this is like a very because i think i have other thoughts on maybe what i think that they might be asking but like this is like in a very like exceptional situation where for a good couple of years you're gonna Mm -hmm. that person will have terrible credit Mm. yeah um can you do and say something or um you can go it's quite a hard it's quite a hard one to be fair to answer i think again i would say the same thing i said before like 
that type of story specifically, that's life. <laughs> that's really life. Um, and it would really depend on what my expectations are from this person and where I am as well. Because if it's a case where I'm saying, oh yeah, in the next relationship, I want to um, buy a house with my partner. And I'm basically, that's telling me that this person will not be able to, to, um, <clears throat> to buy a house with me. Yeah. Then you know, I have to bear that in mind and see, can I financially afford that? But I just feel like that shouldn't be, I just feel like that should not be the basis of whether you should date somebody or not, especially when it's something like that. That's like a business opportunity that just didn't work out. And that's life. Mm, I agree. You know, then I, I, I don't think that the man was being reckless with his money. If it's a case of him taking out loans and loans and loans and there's nothing to show of it, i.e. he spent it all on just, you know, futile things, food, stunting, drip, um, and stuff like that, that, you know, it's, it, there's nothing to really show of it, then I would be like, no, nah, I can't date someone like that because clearly you are irresponsible. The money, the money that you are given, you are unable to steward it correctly. So you have to borrow money to top up the lifestyle that you want. Um, however, in this situation, you, he couldn't predict um, what the future would hold for him and his career. And it was a very unfortunate situation and required, you know, he had to declare himself bankrupt in order for him to be able to start again. Um, but like Ab said, I don't think that that's something that should, you know, it's hard. Like Ab said, if you, to, if you want to, if you want to buy a house in the, in the, <laughs> Me but I we would. know, but we understand Rosalind's very... Rosalind's going to say no. no we know. I, would, I wouldn't. I thought definitely at my age, I wouldn't. I feel like um, I don't... So not even, not even, not necessarily even treating that example as an isolation. I just think that um, it's very easy sometimes when you can identify people that have a borrowing habit and then people that have a let me put money down habit. I think in general, a borrowing habit shouldn't always be kind of encouraged. Although we're in a we're in a society where it's like, yeah, you have to take money out to like increase your credit score and you have to do all these other things. But they for you to do that successfully, you need to be very strategic with it. And you need to make sure that you're doing it in a way that your app goings are not constantly increasing and you're um, more than your your um inflow. But yeah, personally, I, w- I wouldn't date someone that um, is in significant debt, whether it was not, it was foreseeable, it was not foreseeable. <laughs> I just think that I'm in a, in a, in a point in my life where I'm, I, there's a lot that I want to do and I want to be able to, my expectations from my relationship or the person I'm with will be that together we're able to do this and we're bringing more resources together to do it. But if it's a problem where we have to kind of slow down to um, just, I don't know, like if we can't do certain things or if you, you, we can't do certain things because of you or you're in you're in significant debt because of just like poor decision making I feel like there's a lot of reasons to it but whatever reason that has got gotten you there personally I just feel like it's not for me so what if you were in a in a situation with somebody already you've been dating blah 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 and then you end up in a situation where he's now accumulated significant debt would you then at that point walk away <clears throat> let's say you've been together three four years or whatever 
um you've got you managed to get your house that you both wanted to get but it's it genuinely it, it's it costs you a lot and you need both of your incomes at the same time to contribute every month to the mortgage what would you do in that situation but that we're not dating is it where we're married and no no, well, no, no i didn't say, okay some people do get houses together before they're even married it's, it's yeah. some some people they dust this the process that they do they don't get married then get a house some people get a house and then they get married but i think i think in those situations as well you're very much in the know if you're where you're trying to make an investment together as a couple you mm-hmm. there needs to be a level of transparency with, when it comes to your finances um <clears throat> I, for me the the point i'm trying to raise is that um for someone to be in that position so the example i gave i gave was a very like extreme case but just generally um for someone to be in that position it it takes like making a few bad decision investment decisions or a few bad mismanagement of your finances mm-hmm. and or i don't know unless you go and do fraud or something i don't know <laughs> something like that but I just think that it, 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 there, I, if I'm, le- if I'm not, I'm not trying to date you, I'm not trying to date you, or I'm not trying to be with you just because you have significant debt, you're in significant debt. But it's, um, the basis of the reason is that you just have, you, you, you make bad investment decisions or you make your judgment. I can't trust your judgment, basically. I hear that, <clears throat> and uh, like if somebody was to come to me and tell me that that you know they're they're interested in this guy and he he's made terrible like decisions in the past, um and you know you want to make some investments and stuff like that and you know he can't be he can't do it with you, like should I date him? I'd probably be like yeah, like it'd be really wise to kind of see how he's looking at things now because if that's the type of mentality he has with money, that's not something that you will want to engage and involve yourself in um but when i think about other things apart from i mean i just think that people like if you're looking at when you were 20 21 i mean personally me i never had a credit card i never had all this stuff but i know plenty of people that did and made terrible mistakes (laughs) and you know they're dealing with it now um but they are much better with their money now but the mistakes that they made in the past Mm. is affecting them till this day so am i gonna just tell am i gonna not date them because they made mistakes before but they're now trying to rectify it trying to improve their credit score no of course i I would i would because you've learned from your mistakes i think it's just about how you personally for me i think it's really about how you look at money how you look at finances now rather than before but i do understand what rosalind is saying is like about where you are in your life and how the person that you're with you want them to add to your vision mm-hmm. rather than slow it down yeah. um that's something that you have to be okay with if you're gonna make that decision and if you're not okay with that if you have plans then yeah don't because you're gonna be making him feel bad that he can't be and do what you want him to do so mm-hmm. and <clears throat> and i'm that kind of person where i for for my partner let's say or i feel like this person even asks about dating and we're talking about it on like so many levels but it's like if i'm even just trying to get to know you right and then let's say that information is shared the 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 manager in me will really rise (laughs) and it's like 
I don't know. I just think that sometimes situations, situations, situations that have gone wrong brings out that problem solving nature of me. Um, and I just don't think that is that conducive to me being whether mm-hmm. dating or relationship or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like, you know, I'm, I'm getting old. There's certain mm-hmm. things that I, I can't accommodate for. Um, mm-hmm. And it is what it is. Yeah. It is. Do you think it's, <laughs> it is what it is? Do you think it's it's different from uh, this question would be different from a man to to answer than a woman? Mm. But the, it's a question to date. I feel like to date is uh, it's a little bit because um, I don't know. You will never know someone's situation, financial situation, when you're mm. dating. That's the reality. Mm-hmm. You only know when you're once you're in a relationship and the person, if yeah. you're in significant debt as well, the person has to be very comfortable with you mm-hmm. to share their situation with you. Mm-hmm. And most times, by the time you find out, you're already in love with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mercy. But I do think that maybe if you asked men, it may be, they, they may also have a similar approach to maybe Rosalind, for example. They may, they may not depends on the man's perspective and how he perceives the role of or his ideal woman where mm-hmm. he desires her to be financially and so on and so forth there are other men who were like do you know what she's got debt no worries i'll clear it all for her because in their mind they want to be that kind of man where don't worry babe i pay for everything i cover everything you just I tap into it. <laughs> do you know what i mean i guess it just depends on the men where they are in life and then that also their perspective of all their desired where they desire their woman to be actually yeah. in life. So <clears throat> as I think for us women, because we always see the man as the head of the house, he is the one who will lead certain things. He needs to have money. He needs to be able to provide yeah. ultimately. Like that's your first, that's your first job. Can you provide, i.e. can you bring finances into the house and put food on our table and put yeah. a roof over our head? If you can't do them things there, then so i think that's why it's hard for us as women um to be like yeah do you know what i will date a guy who's got significant debt because nah nah bro nah bro but as men men might be like it's cool that's fine i'll pay it all off clear it for you babe don't worry i feel like in my mind more i i i can see more women not necessarily having a problem with it than actually having a problem with it you know yeah i think say that again I see more women not having a problem with it. I thought, I just, I think that, mm. sorry. What type of women? I, and that's what I was going to say. I think women who are business minded, they'll have a problem with they'll it. They'll have a problem with it. Is it like a write-off? So the guy's like disqualified. They will struggle to accept it. Yeah. Like, they'll struggle to accept it because they have a better understanding of what opportunities or yep. how to manage their money or their portfolios in a better way. Mm-hmm, difficult. Mm-hmm. I think I was having this conversation. It wasn't about finances, but it was about how women, the way we are wired up, even when it comes to emotions, we are taught how to deal with our emotions. There are areas of our life we are taught this is how we should be. And when, when it comes to business, when women are in it, they're in it and they know all the, the ins and outs. So if a man doesn't, and a man is coming with all of this. It, women do tend to struggle to be like, oh, okay, so you don't know that. Okay. Like, you should be about your business. I agree. 
And I remember my mom, when my mom was getting married, she said to me, um, when she was getting married, she said that her brother had said to her, her older brother said to her in a marriage. So this is in the context of a marriage, but I think this still applies generally in relationships. There are two things that you need to have. Men need sex. Women need money. She's like, if one of those things is lacking, you're going to have problems in the relationship. You're going to struggle to connect, to communicate, to be together. She, and you know what real real facts women we need to make sure that we have a man who is financially stable he's good with his money has a good attitude and view of money can handle it well when he doesn't it really is a problem for us and then men obviously need a girl who's gonna be sexy for him <laughs> give him give him give him the 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 pearls so I always remember those two things and me yeah. being a married woman, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Like money is important. You're like, yeah, I need my man to be putting in, you know, put in 70%. I put in 30. Show me you're a man. <laughs> I but I just, I, I, I hear it, but I just think that a lot of the times in reality, or maybe would we say that, um, say that like even like, let's say if we look at Christian women, right? I don't I don't know, I'm not trying to speak for all Christian women, but I think that a lot of Christian women are very open to the idea of, yeah, I'ma hold you down kind of mentality. Um like the my friends that are I, I'm seeing like say no are very much like not spree spree and very like logical, right? And mm-hmm. I like I, I, I'm seeing more of like people that I know that are like Christian women that have a very, you know, just a mentality of the, those are the girls that you're talking to. They'll be like, "Oh, the difference." I I don't care what people say, but the, those are the girls will be saying, "Oh, um, significant difference in our pay doesn't mean anything." All that kind of stuff. This is the, I'm, I'm going down a, another lane, but what I'm saying is, I think <laughs> young women sometimes are more open to mm-hmm. these um, not so ideal situations because we think mm-hmm. that you know through it all we can thrive. When mm-hmm. which equally right that you know situations we can always rise out of them but i just think that just sometimes not me i don't like to suffer so anything that <laughs> anything that comes with suffering i need to really assess it first before I, before i i i commit to it but my default will be a no <laughs> do you know what i think with christian women it's an element of maybe there's more of an element of money is not everything and that's not like you know if we are seeking first the kingdom of God, like then everything else is like, you know, I, so I feel like there's a, there's a different, um, there's a different focus. So it doesn't feel like this man's situation right now is, is for the long run. It's just temporary. Mm-hmm. It's something that, you know, God will, God will help and, you know, support them through that situation. And they will be in the right place that God wants them to be. So I think that's probably a difference between the Christian woman's mindset compared to a woman that is not a Christian. Definitely oh, wow. money is not everything, but like just observe the pat- the patterns of the person mm-hmm. you're interested in. And mm-hmm. if the patterns are hee hagger, if what you're, you're seeing, you're seeing them flex, but then when they're talking about savings, they don't really have much savings or mm-hmm. you're seeing that, you know, they have such a nice car, but it's like, they don't really have much savings going on. Like it's, it's very important. Or they don't, you ask them, oh, do you, besides work, besides your salary, is there anywhere that you're putting your money into? And it's just sitting at the bank and he's not going out of his way to even learn what he means. They don't like, 
it's just you have to study their patterns they need to you know god god is in control god can change situations and and stuff like that but um yeah study their patterns but just so that we don't go off key ultimately what are we saying to are we saying to her that you know it's a yes it's a no or what (laughs) we're saying track his patterns Mm -hmm. understand his um view of money understand the past if there is significant debt where did it come from how did it happen understand the next steps as well well how are you trying to get out of it and if you're not comfortable don't force it yeah Yeah. just know who you are sis like if you're not if if you're Mm -hmm. you're not you're not wired in a certain way to Mm -hmm. like just don't it's not by force yeah I love that. Know yourself. It's true. Because I think a lot of it's down to knowing you as yourself. I'm this type of woman. This is my expectation. This is my standard. And not backing down from it. Like, do you know what I mean? There's someone in the world who will match your standard or you will match their standards however however we want to word it. But yeah, don't settle for less, baby. Is that part of the trick? I'm confused. (laughs) Part of the trick. We're going to keep going. Abs, you want to do the... The one that was sent via DM. So we've got a question about rebuking a church. So would you ladies publicly rebuke your church if they openly did something you didn't agree with? And will you publicly share if you leave? Oh, this is very topical. Mm. So ladies, what would you do? Would you publicly rebuke your church if it was something that you didn't agree with? Question. So, um... Mm. Am I still at the? Am I still at the church, or I'm no longer at the church? No, you've you've, it, you've more or less bounced. Okay. Yeah. So, the church has done something you don't agree with, and you've bounced. Would you publicly let? Uh, would you publicly share that? So I'm assuming that means would you go on social media and say I've left the church? My default would be no. I will only do something like that if I've prayed about it and the spirit is telling me that I should. I should go ahead and do it but my default would be no I wouldn't do that because yeah I think men of for whatever reason so based on what I've seen on social media I do believe that men of God can get stuff wrong and I don't think that 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 basically cancels them I think if they are constantly preaching what is not the gospel you can that you can question but i think that you can't we're all we're all human at the end of the day and sometimes you can get things wrong it's more so them being able to um I, I don't know the word for it but just them being just having a teachable spirit and learning from it um and just knowing what the what the real gospel is um but i don't think yeah i don't think i personally i don't think i would do that because i just you know i saw i saw some people that said stuff i thought okay cool (laughs) that that's their approach but it's not for me i wouldn't personally when i when it comes to things that catch fire in social media i purposely go the other way and and it's just a more of a my just my personal approach with most things i see on social media but yeah, if I'm going to say anything, it has to be spirit-led, not because I feel the need to, or I feel the need to mm-hmm. draw anybody from there as well. Yeah, 
I totally agree with that. I think also depending on your position in the church. So if you are, let's say, a senior, a senior pastor or let's say the youth pastor in that church and you are an influencer on social media people are going to naturally and they've seen something that showed that is wrong doctrine people are going to ask you questions on whatever else about it they're going to question you about why the the lead pastor was saying x y and z as if you you were in his brain at the time but you would people are going to look to you to be answerable for why the church was giving that wrong doctrine and so in that instance you would want to possibly then say look i don't agree with that doctrine it's not what I understand to be the gospel and so on and so forth. I'm assuming this, this question kind of stemmed from a situation that was going on on, on Twitter, right? Mm, probably. It doesn't say, but based, say. On the, based on the time that they sent this. It, it was probably around, around that. And, yeah. I th- and if we go based upon this thing that happened on the timeline, I think that personally in that situation, I think she did what what was what was correct because she has such a large following behind her people know her position people know what she does and so on and so forth people um frequently speak to her via twitter and whatever else they're going to ask her like so what do you agree with that teaching and she knows she doesn't and so she's going to possibly because she's a public figure she's going to possibly announce these things publicly i think it was me personally i wouldn't say that i've left the church or anything i would probably be like rosalind um it's my default is not to do that i don't want no smoke first and foremost um but i don't want no smoke from the from the church but also um like rotten said it has to be spirit-led because whatever i'm going to put out there needs to be correct i can't just be talking in my feelings and in my emotions i think if if this is related to the recent um, thing on, on the timeline, um, I think a public declaration needs to be met with a public declaration. I think in that specific example um, with that member of the church, um, she had public she had publicly said that she was a pastor in the past. So I think it she had every right to meet that with a public declaration that she's no longer in that church. Yeah. I don't think in general people need to resort to social media um, to let people know that, mm. yeah, that they've, they've, they've rebuked their church and they're no longer there. Um, mainly because of what Rosalind said that, you know, people can get things wrong and um, we know that this social media in a sense, is like the devil's playing field, the devil, devil's playing ground. Um, and most of the time, you do have to question why people post things and what is the real, you know, intention, if there's malice behind it. Even if there's not malice behind it, you have to always think about the smoke. You have to think about what will happen afterwards. And if you're going to do something like that, you have to also be ready for the repercussions mm. because there will be people from that church or maybe just people that are just, you know, looking and, and that would disagree. Um, and that's why everything that you need to say or everything that you do say needs to be backed with scripture. Because mm-hmm. if you're rebuking something that's happened in the church, it's not for you to rebuke the people, it's, re- to, it's to rebuke the message and rebuke the message of scripture. Exactly. So that is your backing because people, you know, if you're going to do it, that's, that's the only covering that you have, girl. That's yeah. the only covering that you have. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah, but I, I also feel like it, these things, it stems from 
just the need of oversharing on social media, the need of people mm-hmm. constantly sharing their views. I, I like mm-hmm. this is me being controversial, or whatever. Yeah, but I really feel like a lot of Christians are causing so much division in the kingdom because everything everyone is just tweeting 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 the interpretation tweeting this tweeting that and it's like there's no more unity in the in the in the christian kingdom one day we're all beefing about soul types one day we're all beefing about tithing one day we're all beefing about american gospel like it's just i just feel like there's too much and for me ultimately i say this time and time again people need to stop taking in what they see on social media mm-hmm. when you see something you don't understand it go to the bible and yeah. you figure it out and ask god for revelation yourself don't just your your man of god is there to feed you but you have to do the sowing you have to you have to you know water it so that it will grow and you you will grow it because you know i can't remember the scripture but the scripture that talks about the different types of um, grounds where there's one that's the thorns, the one that's like the fertile ground, the one that's like that there's so much going on. So it just gets choked. You just emotionally get into the word, but then it doesn't actually bear any fruits in your life. And so when we go to church and your, your pastor might feed you the right word or they might feed you with the, with the wrong word because where you're fed is very important, but it, the, the responsibility ultimately lies on you to, to, study the word for yourself because if not you'll go on social media and then an influencer will tell you oh so tight you're not it's not real and then now you're thinking yeah yeah what does that mean what does that mean for me like i just i don't know these things i i try to stay quiet on it but i just think that the christians we need to stop all of this about everything on on social media and then just like just be chilled be more come with a more open spirit that oh i'm seeing a lot of people talk about this like maybe we should all come together and have a have a debate uh, have a discussion about it don't come and create one long ass thread about why soul ties is not real and then people will be watching it and people will be confused like i just think that keep i get it like it's free speech and stuff like that but the things that I believe in, if I went and I posted it out there and then I was rebuking it, ah, it will it will just be shots. It will be it will be a twenty-two. It's a twenty-two. It's a chopper. It's a chopper. So but I just I've I, I do, you know, I um I recognize the fact that not everybody um believes um and the things that I believe in, definitely delivery needs to be checked when I'm doing those things. But I just think that, if I don't know, we need to work harder at just bringing us more together and just all of this stuff is too much. I'm sick of it. But yeah. But, but the thing is, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but there's no, it's not really a but. I hear what you're saying. I just think that if the purpose of Twitter is for people to share their opinions, there is nothing... You can do about that. Oh, <laughs> that I know. That I and, know. <laughs> and, and I think the fact that there is a Christian Twitter, I would be prefer, I would prefer there to be a Christian Twitter than no Twitter at all. Because the word, the, because, because people, I learn a lot from a lot of the things that people write on Twitter. Of course, I have to go and do my, do my Bible study, but I learn a lot. Um, and I don't see as much of the madness. Maybe it's because the people I don't really follow that many people. Yeah. But I prefer that the that people are spreading the word of God rather than everybody keeping them because 
we need to be on these platforms. We Christians need to be on these platforms. Now, with that happening, there's going to be a difference of interpretations. And I think it's just a case of respecting that and not dragging, like, you know, not doing all that back and forth. But I just think it's got, what the, the difference of interpretations on a platform is expe- it's going to happen. And you I, can't really, like, I don't think it's, it's unavoidable. No, I, so I, I, I hear that. But I'm saying that we, we, if we're, if we're, if we're Christians out here, we're supposed to be moving in wisdom, right? We're supposed to be doing things that make sense. So I, I'm not saying people can't spread the word. I'm just saying that, like, there are certain things, like it, it should be saved in your draft. Have you checked? Like, there's so many things that sometimes I want, I will see, and I want to tweet, but there will be something that will check me. That what, what is this essentially going to achieve? Is it that? I want to, my flesh wants to say this and get rid of it, or is this going to, to help anybody? And if it, if it will help, if it will help then cool. Do you, I'm not trying to say people are doing anything um, necessarily wrong because we're all, we all have our own interpretations. I'm just saying that uh, it's just, just be, just discern more before you tweet discern more before you tweet don't tweet just because you want to say something and but like twitter is there for all of us anything that we have in this life if we don't use it properly we it it just it doesn't it ends up either causing more confusion or hurting people right so i'm just saying that yes we all have the platform to share our views and we're always going to have different opinions but i just think that christian whether you you believe in soul ties or not just use wisdom when you're tweeting I completely agree. Um, I, I just think that pe- some of these people probably believe they're using wisdom, but their opinions are going to, they're not going to be shared by other people. I know. So, I know. Like, that's why I'm like, I don't really. Yeah. <laughs> if, but if, if they're, if they, if they using wisdom, ah, that one is their, is their personal problem and it's between them and God. <laughs> but, like me i just see i roll my eyes i keep it moving but Mm. it's just it's i just think that yeah as long as people are doing that call because i think that these days especially the people that are are younger than us like i'm seeing more like the teenagers in our church right and just more teenagers when i go to these events and stuff being more confused than actually feeling like oh i know this and i just think that ultimately the word should be that no god like study the bible needs to be your friend not the christian influenza i said influenza you have to say it that way no not the christian influenza on youtube or the christian influenza on twitter you can listen to them because a lot of them speak sense and a lot of them probably they break stuff down um in a palatable way right but Mm. when you hear it don't operate from it go and check it with the bible and I think for me, that's why I've even been saying to people, you don't necessarily need to believe the things I believe in, but know, know God. The word, Jesus is the word of God. Know the word of God for yourself. Don't run with what somebody else is saying. Mm-hmm. Because if not, that's how we get all, all these different in- interpretations. Prosperity gospel is happening because pastors are misusing the word of God and they're preaching it to people that don't understand, that don't actually mm-hmm. take the time to yeah. know the word of God for themselves. Mm-hmm. So where's um lack of knowledge? My people perish. If you ain't got the knowledge, you will take advantage of it. 
and you get confused. <laughs> so yeah, that's. So what we're saying, we're, we, we're all in agreement about the, we're not for the public rebuking unless yeah. you are in a plat, in a position where people are aware that that is your church. Mm-hmm. Um, and so therefore there's a responsibility if you have been promoting that church to then... I'm not even saying that, but I know... I, I, I know, I agree with what you're saying, Abs. I'm just saying that just, like, I don't know. I don't think, like I'm saying, like, the only circumstance I can think of somebody, I can see on Twitter if somebody does that is because of that situation. Like, they're in that position where... Mm-hmm. They're a leader in a church and they have brought people to that church and then some wild stuff are happening in the church, but that person has left, you know, you will feel compelled to be like, yeah, I just need to let you guys know this is not my so, church anymore. So just out of interest, why can't that person have conversations directly with the people that they brought? Why did it have to be a public um, announcement? People invest, into, people invest into people who are public figures, basically. And I feel like if you put out there that, boom, this is my business, let's just go for business, take away positions in the church, boom, this is my business. When your business now comes to an end, I still feel like it's your duty to notify these people, look, it's the end of my thingy because you've had a load of people who have invested into this product or whatever it is you're selling to a certain extent. It's the same thing when these relationships happen. We're all like, oh my gosh, you want to know what's happened, what's gone wrong? I get it. It's hard to explain. But because you do these things in public, the likelihood is the public are going to be consistently watching you and and trying to understand. Like I've said, the only situation where I feel it's necessary for you to go and rebuke your church or, or say that I'm no longer part of the church is when you have been seen as a senior leader or in a a person of high power in your church. And now something mad is happening in your church and you know that it's not, it's not for you and you're stepping away because many people are going to be turning to you and asking you loads of questions. Like, is that the same attitude you have? Is that, is that your concept? Do you agree with what they're doing? Blah, 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 blah. And for some people, they just want to clear their name and say, look, this is not my, this is not for me actually moving forward. I don't want to be a part of this because I don't agree with the teaching. And I think also sometimes it's good to show other people that when you don't agree with something, it's okay for you to walk away from it. I think it would, it would it, we would all then question, let's say, um, you know, someone was in a church whereby the leadership was poor or wrong, teaching the wrong things. We would then question that person and their under, and what their beliefs are. Do you know what I mean? Even we have, we, we could say we have some friends who are in certain places and we're like, mm, we don't really know. We don't, we're like, mm, we don't really trust Mm. Or understanding of the word do you know what i mean we we yeah but and, and and even though they can keep coming with evidence and evidence to suggest why their church is right for us it doesn't compel us it's like but i again i it's if we there are more conversations being had behind the scenes than more coming out and i don't know okay so because I, I don't know, it's still, it's that whole thing is very like, uns- it is very unsettling in my spirit. So I guess my question is, say, this is not, um, sorry, I'm probably digressing from the, the question the person asks. But say, for, for instance, if you had to leave a church, what is the right way then to leave a church? 
See, that's that's different though. That's different. No, 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 that's what I said. I digress, I digress. But yeah. how do you if you had to leave a church, what is the right way to leave a church? As a church. As a Christian, what a stupid question. But yeah, go on. I've never left, I've never left the church, but when the people that I know have left that have left the church have informed a leader, somebody that they look up to yeah. in the church to let them know that they have been pondering this decision or they're making this decision. And then there's like a meeting that probably happens. Um, and then, you know, they formally leave or they are, the issues are resolved and they stay, but usually it's, you know, they formally leave. Um, and there's no ceremony. I mean, within the church, people will be talking, she's left, he's left, da, da, da. but you just go along your way. But if that person that is leaving is the second in command to the church, I believe that it, it's not just a, I'm just going to inform the people. You have to, I, I would expect them to say, I am no longer, you know, or I'm another church. So I think it's the, it's the level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is the thing mm-hmm. that I agree with. Rosalind, I don't think people in general should not be to be, you know, saying, oh, I've left, I've left. Because I think that if you do that, that's why I was saying, if you're doing that, I question your motive. Like, why are you, you know, are you trying to, you know, belittle the church? Are you trying to do something else other than just decide that, the, that it wasn't for you like you know mm-hmm. what I mean so I think it's that and I think a public right the same way that we praise public rights that same person will need to 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 do the public wrong because people are coming some people come to the church for you but, so it's like so let's say if you're I, I don't know so I agree with that that if you depend on what level you're at you definitely need to address it and I also think that I don't know I hope that should anybody before they jump onto social media, at least you've spoken to the leaders about it. You spoke to a leader and you yeah. said, This I don't agree with, and because you're your lead you're a leader too now. So you said, Oh, I don't agree with blah blah. Because I don't know, it's just it's just that whole because I for me, I think when I saw that, I automatically saw it again as another trial by social media. The pastor said something wild. You don't agree. So you've also now gone to say blah, blah, because people look up to me. I, I think that just because in, in this life, just because people look up to you, it's not everything that you need to address. But that's, that's, that's my personal opinion. But this person should listen to you guys because me, I'm very on the fence about it. <laughs> if you want to listen to me, I'll just say, you know. No, but we're spirit led, but and yeah, be spirit led. Don't don't look. Sometimes there's certain situations. The it's already hot. You don't need to now come and add more fuel to the fire. Whether is whatever it is whatever it is try and resolve it. Um, the Bible gives the different levels of how to address conflict and problems. Yeah, like the thing is, Rosalind. I think we are all three of us are in agreement. I yeah. think it's just. You're, you are least comfortable with the act yeah. um, that was done because of the level of association that person had, you know, and um, yeah. not that person, but in general, like when people do that, cause it's not, it's not just that recent thing. People would, people would do this, you know, they dissociate yeah. themselves from dissociate themselves. Is that the right word? Yeah, dissociate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dissociate. From organization, <laughs> from organizations and from churches. And they do like a big hoo-ha but I like what you said about the timing because it's not it's not every time you know when it's at the height of it that you need to then oh poking 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 you two come and add your poke ah, yeah. we're, we're there to uplift and build as Christians we're not there to 
put someone further down when the person is already sinking you know so yeah that's why that's why I said social media every time I see I'm just like I just, yeah for real it's so jarring isn't it it's so just, jarring yeah but yeah uh, yeah girl the, you, you heard it from Kenya and I was sorry I'm joking <laughs> <laughs> We're all, in, we're all in agreement oh my days um okay okay so next next the next dm we got was from a young lady which was uh, and she was asking us about some friendship advice so i'm going to paraphrase because it was voice notes um but the situation is she had two best friends one female one male but she had feelings for the male um and she I think she had expressed it to him sub- subliminally. Wow, did that come out right? But yeah. But the other best friend, which is female, she knew that she had feelings for this guy. Okay. So at the beginning of the year, this guy started to act a bit weird towards her, wasn't really contacting her. And she thought like, what's going on? So she actually then confided in another friend, another female friend. And Wait, know, so there's person A, that's the guy. Okay. Person A, that's the guy. Person B, that's the um, girl best friend. Okay. And then there's person, person C is another friend. Another friend, that's okay. a girl. So she confided in person C um, and said, yeah, like, you know, I don't know what's going on with this guy. Um, and I'm going to have a birthday party soon or, or family gathering soon. And I don't know if I should invite him. And person C said, definitely invite him. Like, you guys are friends. Like, there's, you know, he'll be upset if you don't invite him. Um, and then she basically came to find out that person C was going out with person A, um, so the boy, and person B, wow. her best friend, which is the female, knew all that time. Ooh. Yeah. So she decided to uninvite the girl and so person C and person B to her party um, because she was like, you know, she feels betrayed. And she was asking us, what should she do? Wait, so she didn't uninvite person. She didn't uninvite no, the boy. No, but she was contemplating. She didn't know if she should invite him anyway because he was acting a bit weird. But now she knows that the boy and the girl are uh, together. She confided in the girl, and the girl never told her that. Oh, I'm actually with him. Maybe that's why he's acting weird. Hmm. Um, but now she's like, she doesn't want to talk to her best friend, which is a girl person B, and she doesn't want to talk to the girl that's just her friend person C. And I didn't hear anything about the guy. But what should she do? Wow, it's long. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. So friend, so the girl she confided in is the one actually seeing her male best friend. No, no, no. The one that she confided in is her friend. But she told, it's basically like, she told a a second girl that, oh, yeah, I like this person. And then the girl's like, yeah, like, oh, you go, girl. Um, you should you should invite him. Like she's just gassing her. But I think that personally, like when your friends withhold information from you, I think sometimes it's because they don't want to hurt you. Sometimes I think that might be the reason. They're scared to hurt you. Sometimes I remember it depends on the age of these of these young people. If they're 28, 29, it's different. Uni, uni type. Like, so she's just graduated. 20, 2021, like you're not a proper young do you know what I mean so we may not have been like that but there are some people like that so maybe she may have been you know her friend who didn't tell her but then it was wrong to egg her on and say oh it's cool don't worry <laughs> it's a bit of a sticky one mate because it was <laughs> I don't know because for me and I think Rosalind agrees <laughs> but for me I just think about the guy yep why 
because the guy owes her more like yeah. that's, your, that's your friend like he should have she, told she you said they be, she said they, that's their best friend right okay so, so then Paul like, like so then, out, out of all of all out of the three it sounds like she's closest to the guy first of all my i don't i don't believe in men and women being best friends best okay friends. i don't i don't believe in that stuff well, neither do i unless unless you you both are categorically unattracted to each other categorically right i feel like your best friend if you're interested in um having a boyfriend or having a, a husband your husband or your boyfriend will be your your best friend I, I have I have a male friend that I'm close to, but I don't speak right. to them every day. I don't I don't share every every bit of my life with them. So is that your best friend then? So yeah, is that your best friend? Like best friend. Yeah, but even my best friends that are female, I don't I don't really believe in like best friend female. We're sisters now. We've gone through too much. But even them, I don't speak to them every day. But we still are close, you know. Yeah, I but you can be close. But there's a difference. Best friend comes with con- um, f- consistency, frequency, right. familiarity, yeah. closeness, intimacy. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're not doing that with a with um, a person, they're not really your best friend. Like, especially that's what I'm saying. That especially with the well, yesterday on on um, four twelve men live yet. Someone someone used just an amazing um phrase she she was like there are some guys that are like girlfriends and she called them a guy a guy right so the guys out there that are guys listen you don't like i just i don't see any guy investing time to be your guy if they're not checking for you i don't know maybe because we're all grown so a best friend means different i feel like there there are people that you've grown up with and there's a certain level of closeness but in terms of their intimacy as in they know you inside and they know what's going on i just think that you can't have that with somebody if you wanted if one of you desired more from the from the relationship because there are like there some of my guy friends i i think majority of my guy friends it started with us flirting and then we became cool majority of my guy friends that's how it was you're not no one is even saying to each other i like you or anything but you can sense that there's stuff in their realms and so th- there needs to be a certain boundary in place that mm. that person can't be like your goal like your best mm. friend your no, goal I, I, I agree, I agree mm. with that. now that you've explained like yeah. you've explained it then i would i would say that yeah like women and men you can't be best friends it's just sticky because the amount of intimacy, the amount of, you know, the closeness mm-hmm. is bound to be, you know, tricky. I would then say, then based on my understanding, then it's not, a, it's not a best friend dynamic, but it's a, this is like somebody that I can trust. Cause mm-hmm. it's like, it's not even like this. Cause I feel like we've kind of outgrown best friends. I feel bad referring to some of my friends as best friends and some of them are, as not, but so, <laughs> but I think it's more so it's like, who are your go-to people? Who are your mm. persons? You know? Yeah. So if this, if you're not like, if sometimes if I'm like, oh, would you, who can I trust with this? Who can I? So if the, if you have go-to people for that, that those people are in your closer, your inner circle. Right. Um, but I, I just think that it's just punishment. It's even yeah. if like, if once upon a time I was checking for you and you were not checking for me. Okay, cool. But then uh, you're still coming to me. You're talking to me You're telling me all your problems. And it's yeah. like, I'm getting all the, I'm getting all the work that I have to do, but I'm not reaping my benefits. I just feel like it's, it's torture. Yep. 
I think you learn though, because that this obviously this is something that this this lady is going through, and mm. she's and I think you learn about putting boundaries and understanding the different dynamics between a man and a female and what levels it should be as you grow older. Mm-hmm. I think at that age, that whole, I've got a male best friend is like very cool. Like it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, that, oh, that's a good point. with the guys. I, you point. know, so the fact that he, in my opinion, the fact that he started to step away when he had a girlfriend, I think he did the right thing not to, to be as close to you, but the wrong thing was for him not to tell you if you guys are that best friends. And see, and that's my thing. For her, that's what she thought, isn't it? Like, that's actually my best friend. And, and again, it comes back to what Rosin was saying about it being risky. That level of intimacy that you're giving onto him, maybe she didn't even realise that he wasn't reciprocating the same thing back. So yeah, that's the, when you said that stuff, I was thinking, but if he's your best mate, then things, certain things would have been very clear to him. He would have opened up his mouth and said something to you anyway if you're best mates, if you're that close. But sometimes we, as women, we can start thinking, oh, that's my best friend when he's not. When we're, date, when, when we're falling in love with people and so on and so forth, we see like, you know, beautiful rainbows and unicorns and we don't see really the blue sky that, or the reality of what things are. First of all, I think you did well to uninvite all of them, to be honest. Sometimes I think that sometimes we give our, ourselves a hard time by taking breaks from people because we think that, oh, because we need to be forgiven and just be acting mm. like nothing's happened. I think sometimes you need to pause, remove yourself from a situation, process it properly and see how you feel about it. And mm. so there's no, that it's not wrong to uninvite them. But I just think that um, the guy, the, ultimately the onus is on the guy to tell you because it sounds like you're closer to him. Yeah. Um, but a part of me also feels that I can't really question the guy's integrity because he took a step back. He acted different when his situation changed. So it could be that he was doing that, but she was just not necessarily seeing that, but equating that to be weird. Um, so yeah. And your friend, your best friend, I didn't tell you, I think she could have also told you, but again, these things, you never, it's hard to like, sometimes Abzo told me something. I might necessarily tell Kenya because it's her personal business. Do you know what I mean? And it's just like, I just, I think that sometimes there are some situations you leave it to the, in the parties to address it the way they want to, right? And you don't want to be the person that's like talking about someone's business. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, moving forward, I think that when it comes to this whole liking people stuff, you've got to be very careful who you tell. Because sometimes you don't even know if the person likes it back. And then because people will talk too much, you'll go to the person before you even have the opportunity to, to tell the person. When you like somebody, I think it's a very much like, keep it to yourself. See how do all your flirtings and all the, you know, stick it on them behind the, behind the scenes. Yeah. And if it's patterned, you can tell people if you want your friend's opinion, when you know how you feel about it, you can then talk to people about it. Don't mm-hmm. talk to people about something that you're not sure of because then people will influence you about it. Because sometimes like, when sometimes even Abs will call me and say, what do you think about this? I have to ask her, well, how do you feel? Mm-hmm. Because it's not for, as friends, we're not there. We can offer our opinions, but they are purely opinions and you need mm-hmm. to allow people to make their own decisions. And mm-hmm. so when you don't know how you feel about a situation or you don't know where your situation is going and stuff like that sometimes you need to take your time and figure it figure it out for yourself like mm-hmm. talking to the guy or whatever yourself and then if he said stuff that you you know it made you upset then you can go and tell your friend you know and go and cry on her shoulder or whatever but you don't i'm on this life i've learned it's not everything that you want to talk about 
that's yeah. basically what i'm saying yeah. i also think that this situation has now provided an opportunity for you to talk to your friends maybe about the expectations of your friendship oh, to good, a certain yeah. extent because i think sometimes we just assume that oh if something happens regarding a boy that i fancy if my friend knows that he's seeing someone else my friend will come and automatically tell me yeah, yeah everybody thinks in that same way like i was saying some people don't want to tell you certain things because they they don't want to upset you they don't want to hurt you they don't even know how to even word it maybe so it's it i would say it's good for you to maybe go back to your friends and have a chat and explain and understand why they didn't say something to you because some people their parents have told them you mind your own business mm. in life you don't it's not your business you don't say anything so people have had different upbringings and so on so it'll be good for you to understand your friend's position there's reasons behind why certain things yeah. didn't happen and it's based upon people's experiences yeah, their understanding yeah. of how to operate and it's good for you to have an understanding so moving forward if a similar situation happens you know i'm not going to hear it from this person or that person i need to go straight to the guy or whoever you'll know how to navigate and operate in the future so and i would say you don't have to dash your friends like you don't have to put them in the bin just yet do you know what i mean it, it might be the first the first incident that's happened and sometimes these incidents need to happen to shape your friendship a bit more to give it clarity so yep you can uninvite them that's cool but then there's a there's a time when you guys need to talk about it and clear the air and then and then move forward so yeah, yeah it's talk fine. to your friends about it properly and i would just add ladies especially the young ones you'll learn this when you grow up but if a guy like i think even rosny said this once recently if a guy likes you you know no, you know yeah, you know oh yeah. he, will, he will make sure that you know you will not yeah. be confused you will not confused and you know it's a journey you, you you learn this as you grow older but just know that okay. and also um just a caveat when you do speak to your friends and they you know they have their reasons for why they didn't say it i think accept it um even if you're not happy with it um obviously tell them what your stance is because like me as a person i have a very ride or die mentality but i've grown up to accept that not everyone has a ride or die mentality so in terms of when it comes to situations i know what to expect from my friends um and sometimes it's not a reflection of them not caring less about you it's just how they view the world some people view the world as i'm a person of peace if i see war i'm not involved whether you're my friend or not i'm not involved do you know what i mean and so it's just respecting how your friends are wired and how they've grown up you know what what the 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 what's their reality because um yeah it might be that like they will feel like oh i don't want to say anything because it's not my business and that that would really annoy you but um you just have to now you know moving forward what to expect and how to manage how for them to know how to manage your expectations but also for you to manage their behavior and it, but it's all still done in love it's not really animosity or there's beef yeah no i i I know we're rounding up but i agree know your friends and if you are seeing that there's a gap in like all your friends behaving the same way then reevaluate your friendships you can't have all your friends that are like i'm a head out you know when 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 it gets rough like Mm. understand there's different types of friends there'll be ones that'll be the yeah everybody after party friends you probably won't even know what that means because you're that young um but yeah like there's different of friends but make sure you get you you know you have those friends that will ride for you because you know you need it but people make mistakes 
as we said about the pastors and all this other stuff, rounding it up, people make mistakes, have grace, more grace for people, but don't be taken for idiots. <laughs> don't be taken for that idiots. <laughs> well, we, we only did what, like four? four Three. Four, I don't know. Yeah, we talked a lot, boy. But yeah. mate, you guys should keep it coming. This, I think this was quite nice. Yeah, it was very varied it was different because usually because we're preparing for topics we got our list of notes ready but this one is a bit off the cuff mm, and we, yeah. you know. thank you guys for tuning in yeah. we hope you enjoy and um we gonna we gonna head out don't forget to tweet us or send us dms via instagram at preachers pod we would love to hear some more problems and hopefully give you some good advice on it too you can follow me kenya um on twitter at coco kens you find me on instagram at kxns underscore what happened to chocolate i did that one first on purpose oh. <laughs> well, i heard her and i was okay say chocolate and i was like oh she's a good yeah i didn't hear it it sounds like it was chocolate i did it first because i knew you were going to chocolate <laughs> i said not today not on my watch um if you like to you can find myself Rosalyn on Instagram and on Twitter at Rosalyn Bar. And and I guess if you would like to speak to another sis, you can find me Abisway on Instagram at Abisway Austin and on Twitter, Twitter um at Abisway underscore Austin. And that's that. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Bye. Bye.